You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Bellwether's podcast. This is Matthews Joseph. And today is an auspicious day. Today is International Women's Day, the March of 8th, 2021. And as we all know that this day is celebrated around the world, which, which celebrates women and how they come far from fighting for equality, fighting for voting rights. And now they now women are emerging as a new face to the society. So today I have someone special in accordance with Women's Day as well. And she is my cousin, my relative, my big sister, Yasmin George. She's a marketing specialist from Trend Lab and she founded the agency a few years back and she does some amazing work in the Philly area. So yeah, Yasmin George, welcome to Bell With Us Podcast. It's such a joy and an even greater honor to have you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's it's a, it's an honor um, and I love that you're doing this for uh, Women's Day. That's great. Yes. I mean, yeah, I felt like, you know, there's a need for, you know, for us to address some issues, you know, always, there's always a need for something, you know, when you raise up. So like last week we had a person and she was telling that, you know, there's always a stand and there's always an action. So you can always take a stand, but when you take the action, that's like, you know, that's more like the verb part. That's when you make a difference. And most people today take a stand, but they don't take an action. And I don't want to be the, I don't, I want to be the last person who actually does take a stand and no action. So that's why we do it. And, you know, and, you know, it's, it's just amazing. You know, when you take an action, you can make a difference. However small, you know, it's like a ripple effect. It goes on, you know, you you already see the, the fruit at the end of it. So, you know, it's just amazing. And, you know, again, thank you for being here, you know. So do you mind like telling about yourself, you know, just, just, you know, I know, I know everything, but, you know, but for the audience, it'd be great. Yeah, sure. So, um, I've been marketing for my entire career, uh, for 15 years. And I, I worked for a handful of startup companies. Um, actually even before that I went to college for it and I did a whole year of that. And, um, after one year of class, I was like, this isn't for me. And I jumped into marketing and international business. And I don't know why, but I did, uh, I didn't have a you know, necessarily pull or calling to marketing or anything, but I did like, there was a creative aspect to it. So I just went for it. I didn't really have an idea of why I did it um, and what type of career I wanted. And so, but that was, I guess it was, you know, a calling for me that I didn't know. And as I got, went through my career, I worked for a lot of startup companies. Um, that was majority of my career working at startup companies with other founders and their visions and from the ground up, and so you wear a lot of hats. You, you learn a lot. Your learning curve is a lot more. And while I was in startups, you know, when you, you're in startup companies, there's a lot of unknowns. You don't really get paid a lot because everyone is just trying to, to grow the company. And you, you go in with risk thinking that, okay, if it works out, you're going you're gonna to do really well. But that also puts you not on the playing field of your your peers that you were growing up. They're a lot further ahead and uh, financially or just it seems like it. But it, it just taught me so much more. So one of the lessons I was learning is that, you know, it's OK to to take your time and to, to learn and to slow down. And what ended up happening is it just it like kind of 
catapulted me into a, a whole new career and a whole new level of leadership, entrepreneurship, um, running things, uh, running marketing departments, whether it's established companies um, and even my own eventually. And so anyway, it was, it was a, it's a journey. And when you learn to appreciate the journey and to be able to look back, like there is a reason for everything and not just look at where you're currently at and allow yourself to keep moving, it, it, it works. Um, it, it works when you allow it to. And so, yeah, to your point, you have to take action on things. You can't be thinking about a lot of stuff. And a lot of times, you know, my, in my career, I just, you know, I was thinking so much of what I want to do, who did I want to be and opportunities just presented itself. And I took it because it was in front of me and um, not knowing what the outcome would be, but then I allowed myself to grow from it. And um, yeah, and so that's where I am today uh, because of it. So if you want me to jump into why I started my business, I can for <laughs> sure, but I just thought that's pretty much how it all started. You know, before we go into that, you know, I would love to go into that, but you know, what you just said about opportunity, I think that's very, very important, you know, and I've, I've heard this quote that, uh, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. So when you see an opportunity, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it is going to be one of the, it's going to be a lifetime opportunity. It's going to be amazing. But if you don't seize it within the lifetime, if you, if you, I mean, I mean, you know, there, this happens like, you know, people who are stockbrokers who actually make this mistake, like, you know, people who actually start in stocks and they say, you know, I should have invested in the, into that company. And now that the like stocks are huge and like, you know, it, it was a big blunder that I did not do it long back. So this this happens like you know this is like you know that's like you know the the opportunity once it passes it's gonna you know it 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 eventually mounts up to regret and you know people that's I mean and that 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 makes people lose their happiness you know why did I do that you know and if you actually look at the story of Apple you know there were actually three co-founders in that so there's like Steve Jobs Steve Wozniak and there was the another guy I forgot his name but you know he actually started with them but after a while he sold the shares for like ten thousand dollars. But if you actually look, if he had not sold that today, he would be a billionaire just because he took that one step of, uh, of selling his company, not taking a risk. And, you know, right. I mean, opportunity is actually a risk. I mean, anything you do in life is pretty much risk, if, if you ask me. Absolutely. Because, you know, if you can't risk it, you know, I don't think you can own it. So you, you got to do it. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm so proud of you because you 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 actually took a lot of risk in your life. You know, you, you know, all, all throughout your life, you know, I think you, I mean, uh, I think you are one of the closest people who actually I saw has taken so many risks, you know, and, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, some of them might have, you know, backfired, but you're grateful for those backfires too, right? Yeah, I wouldn't even say backfired. It, it's, it didn't pan out the way I expected it to. Like I said, so the startups that I work for, I put about three or four, none of them worked out, but there are lessons in what didn't work. For sure. And that is part of the journey. And you'll, you may have heard this, if, especially if you're on this entrepreneurial growth uh, and this journey, all successful people fail more than they succeed. And what is, what is it within you that's willing, that you're willing to keep going uh, and going based for, based off of what you want. So the thing is when risk is, at like least said, everything, everything involves a risk. So, you know, some people are risk tolerant, some people are risk averse. Uh, but if you're willing to take a risk, your, your, your job is to reduce the risk, mitigate it as much as possible. That's what all investors do. That's why, you know, you, you try to, you know, hedge your, your risk um, a bit. So, um, but for me, you know, it was, it was really about, you know, identifying what the opportunities were. And like you said, taking the opportunity and seizing it when you can, uh, but 
you have to be able to, you have to believe in yourself. That's what it comes down to. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't tap into your, your, your inner stillness, your intuition, whatever you want to call it, you know, for me, it's, you know, letting go, letting God, um, there there's whatever it is, but you have to have a belief and trust to a very deep level of who you are. And when, when I was working on a lot of startups, many people in my family are like, why are you doing this? Just get a job. And because they couldn't see beyond, you know, what they were like, what they've done in their life. And that that's, it's not necessarily their fault. It's that they just haven't seen anything different. And so when you've seen different, when I, I've been around so many visionaries, people that do take risks, and it was so inspiring to me that that's what I wanted. To, I wanted to be part of that inspiration. I want to be part of changing something. Uh, and so that was what drew me and kept me going. And then when, yeah, it's very disheartening when you are part of, you know, anything that doesn't work out and you take a lot of risks. Uh, but, you know, it's like I said, it's something that you learn from and that's part of your growth. And entrepreneurship is the quickest way, you know, for self-development and growth in a person because you have no one to, you know, point blame other than yourself. If you're not moving forward in your business, it's because of you. And so you have to very quickly get out of your comfort zone. And if it scares you, that means that's what you need to do. Uh, I think that's like, you know, you just hit on a lot of entrepreneurship points, you know, on a whole. I mean, for both men and women, of course, because, you know, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, what you just like, you, you said, you know, believing in yourself i think that's like the first step you know i think if, if there's an if there was ever like you know if any people if everybody anybody who is actually taking entrepreneurship courses or who actually teaches them the first time i think they should put it as a baseline is believe in yourself i mean believe in your idea because your idea matters and most people you know most people today i mean uh i've read this quote by miles Munro who actually said like this the richest place on earth is the graveyard because that's where all the ideas, the unworked ideas, the unworked entrepreneurship ideas, the businesses all lie dead. You know, so, you know, if you don't, you, it's like you take it to the grave with, with regret, you know, what, I mean, you know, you, you lived a life probably as you feel like it was smooth, but you know, if you had taken that risk, if you had taken a small change in your course, things might have changed differently. And, you know, I think, I think that, that, that makes a whole lot of sense because people did not believe in themselves. And, you know, I think yeah. today that is the main reason why most people don't want to step up as, you know, follow their passion because they don't believe, I mean, it's, they, they, they believe they have the passion and they believe that they, there's a purpose for them, but they don't believe in themselves. And, you know, but I think that is like the baseline to everything, you know, believing in yourself. That's what, you know, you, that's where it all starts off. I think that's like, you know, the, the, the baseline, you know, that's like the basement. That's like the sun, the thing that, that that's a foundation. And if that is not strong, if you don't believe in yourself strongly, I don't think, you know, people can believe in you because as an entrepreneur, you are putting yourself out there and people need to believe in you. It's not, I mean, if, if I'm, I'm building a company, people need to believe in me. People, I mean, you know, and I, and I cannot make people believe in me unless I believe in myself. Right. And, and that is like the base point of everything. There's two tricks to that. You know, yes, you need to have belief in yourself, but if you're wanting to take a risk like in entrepreneurship um, or anything, you know, the first trick is, and you, you kind of touched upon it, when you need to think about when you're 80 years old and you look back in your life, what do you want to say that you didn't regret? Or what do you want to say that you're proud that you at least tried? Because if you can try then, or if you try, that means that you're, you feel like, okay, I did it. So I can't, I won't have regrets on it. That's the first thing. The other thing is your environment. 
when you're put in a right environment with other like-minded individuals or people who are ahead of you in whatever you want to do, it's going to foster an environment of belief because you're going to have some you're going to, you need that, that core belief, like you said, but the, the base of it um, is really important, but you need to, to put yourself around other like-minded people. They're going to push you. Cause when you see it, when you see other people doing it, it's going to pull you towards, okay, I can keep going. Yeah. That's, that's very environment much. Is key. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's perfect. That's like, uh, you, you again hit on a lot of points over there. So, you know, moving on now, I want to talk about women entrepreneurship because, you know, I think that's like the whole, uh, that's like, you know, the, the, uh, the auspicious occasion that we are in. And, you know, and I was like reading the statistics the other day, you know, I was like uh, checking out some statistics brought on by uh, some U.S. agencies. And it's actually says like there are almost 12.3 women owned businesses in the U.S., 12.3 million. And that's like a huge lot, you know, 12.3 million. And there's almost like 252 million women entrepreneurs, just 252 yeah. million women entrepreneurs in the world. That's a huge number. I mean, that is like not, that's not a small number. That's not something that we can take. You know, that's like a quarter billion people, uh, a quarter billion women are actually entrepreneurs. And, you know, almost 40% of U.S. businesses are women owned. And, you know, they generate almost $1.8 trillion a year. And, you know, there's like a lot of statistics, you know, I'm just like touching base on like on a couple of them. And, you know, how do you think these trends have changed, you know, o- over the years, like, you know, over the last hundred years, you know, how it, how has it like, you know, had, a, had its inception? Yeah, I mean, obviously this, the 20th century changed a lot for women, particularly in the U.S. in terms of women having voting rights, women being able to work, uh, having quality in the, in the workplace. And yeah, there are still challenges for women, um, whether it's in the workplace, I've faced a lot of challenges being a woman, um, being a minority and that those are things that should fuel you for sure as a woman to say, Hey, I, I'm going to push forward because I, again, it goes back to believing in yourself and knowing that you have worth and women are naturally, you know, we're, we naturally can handle a lot of things. I think we're natural CEOs. If you think about women at home, <laughs> Because there's so much to manage and there's so much that you have to make sure is okay, is going well with kids, with running, maintaining your household, your marriage, or your parents, your siblings. You're, we're just naturally caretakers that way. And so we have a lot going on, really good multitaskers. Uh, and so we know that we have the drive to push forward. And so when opportunities open up in workplace or a career or an entrepreneurship, we naturally have this belief that we can do this because we do it all the time. We're managing a lot, but sometimes it's scary to just venture out if you don't have support or whatnot. But women, I I think the opportunities as they keep opening, women just keep leaning into it more and more. And it becomes examples for other women to do it. And then it just, it's starting to exponentially grow, which is really great. You know, standing uh, like standing up to be an example. You know, like you know, that's something what you did. You know, when when everybody else said, you know, it's not gonna work out. I mean, I mean, t- tons of people even tell me that today. I mean, you know, when, I mean, when I started the podcast, like in like uh, four, four to five months back, when I had the planning phase, a lot of people said, you know, are you sure this is like the right idea? You know, are you sure you can do this? And I'm like, you know, yeah. So you know, I was like, yeah. I mean, you know, but uh, I mean, uh, there 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 were a lot of people who actually uh, meant the good for me. And said, you know, Matthews, you know, I were really close friends who actually said, you know, you need to read, you need to think, you need to check on stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's like, and I, I really appreciate that. Some people, and some people just like said, you know, yeah, yeah, he starts some uh, a new thing. And you know, a lot of people have told me that, but you know, 
but uh, what felt for me is like what I what I can do when I take an action. You know, I make a difference. You know, I mean, I, I don't want. And the, the point is like today, and I think it's especially in my generation, people want. Uh, you know, people think success is like it's overnight. You know, you start a business today. In two days, you know, you you reap you reap thousands of dollars in profit, and I think that's stupid because you know, uh, and everything needs everything happens at a growth pace, and you know, a change yeah. happens. A change is actually a growth. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you you cannot change your personality overnight. I can bet you because I worked. I tried doing that. You cannot literally change your personality overnight. It takes months and years of practice and with habits right. and building lifestyles. Now that's how that's how a personality of a person can be changed. And imagine the same. It's the same for a business. I mean, you change the face of the business. You start something. It takes it takes time. You know, being in there thing, even if it's a movement. And when we see today, we see a lot of movements. You know, uh, against trafficking, uh, uh, against on human rights. You see all these things. It did not just start up like you know tonight. Today they start up to to uh, the next day yeah. they have thousands of followers. No, it took years. And I know personally there are some movements that took almost sixty to seventy years to form, and people are still working on that in India and different parts of the world. And I'm like, wow. And you need to grow it, take it forward, and that's like the most important part. And most people miss out on that. Most people want to start a business and want to be rich and want to make billions of dollars. And you know, but the real factor is, I to me, you know, is change. You know, and I think you you very much know that. You know how change can actually, you know, how change is radical and how that change can, you know, actually reflect on the society to uh, uh, to get people to and uh, inspire people to follow that. Yeah, uh, I mean, for sure. I think entrepreneurship, for especially, your it is a growth phase. And there are times where you just don't feel like doing it anymore, but that's, that is your testament to keep pushing forward and forcing yourself. All right. If I don't do this, then it's not going to work. I need to get myself out of the comfort zone. I need to push myself and it is absolutely not success overnight. And the other thing is a lot of people think, all right, I have an idea and I'm going to go with the idea and it's going to work out. The first part is as soon as you have an idea, just know it's going to change. It is absolutely going to change. It's not going to be where it is because you, you know, based, it's based off of your, your customers. It's based off of, you know, how you're able to build it, how much money you have, how much resources and it, nothing goes smooth. And that's part of it very much. That's part of it. So um, yeah, you, you have to be, most people go into it. Like I said, everything looks great. Everything is, Oh, I'm going to be successful. Oh, I have started my own company. Oh, I have the title CEO. Really, anybody can start a company for $125, just file the name, and you could be CEO. The true CEO, the true entrepreneur is a person like that just pushes through th- throughout you know, all the tri- trials and tribulations of it. It's very humbling. And so if you have pride, if you have a strong ego, you're going to get knocked down, but you have to be willing to humble yourself and keep going forward and go with confidence that you're going to figure it out. But like you said, action is always the solution to when you're feeling stuck. No, that's actually, you know, uh, that's, you know, you actually, I, I mean, that's actually leads up to, to my next question, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, uh, how, how challenging was it, you know, to be, to start something up like a marketing agency, you know, especially in the early 20th, 21st century, you know, uh, and things, you know, when things like when, I mean, the, there were times like when the market was pretty down, you know, when the market, like, you know, when, especially with the COVID prices and everything, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure that you had hit through a lot of challenges. And, you know, how, how do you feel that? And you know, how do you think that how challenging was that? And how were you able to, you know, hit off those challenges and, you know, overcome them? 
Yeah. So great question. So I started out as a marketing agency, you know, doing Facebook and Instagram ads for small, small business owners, because I knew small business owners didn't understand marketing and they need that to grow their business. And so even though I've been marketing for so long, the marketing's so diverse in just what you can do. And so when I started doing advertising, it was very different than what I was trained to do. So the thing with entrepreneurship, you have to learn, you have to constantly be learning new things. And that helped me to hone in on a craft to know, all right, here's what I know I can do. Here's what I know I can help. Um, but my challenge wasn't about, you know, was I going to succeed in this is my challenge is more of, is this what I want to do? Is this the impact that I want to make? Is this something that I'm really going to be good at? And so I started doing, you know, lead generation, but it wasn't in line with who I was. For me, I, I'm more of a strategist. And so I shifted my company and this is where I was struggling because like, if your business isn't aligning with who you are, and I've gone through so many different businesses. So if, if someone's just starting out with a, a business, you might not have this feeling immediately because you have this an energy and drive to keep going forward in the business that you're, you're first starting. But for me, it was more about having fulfillment an achievement. And that's a huge component when it comes to our entrepreneurship, because you can achieve, but in the end, very, a lot of successful people, it's making money is not a big deal anymore. It's so easy to do. They want to do something that's going to be, you know, true to their calling and what they want to do. So for me, it was more of like, all right, is this what I really aligned with what I wanted to? So I shifted to, instead of an agency, I'm now a coaching and a consulting firm. And I help small business owners with that. Now, in terms of COVID, COVID, you know, marketing does not go away. When it comes to business, marketing is your engine for the business. So, and in marketing is not just social media posting. There's there's a whole strategy that when you have the strategy and you have a system, so that way it's almost like you can a faucet you can turn on and off. You'll know how to get customers and acquire if you have a good strategy and system. So, COVID pro- provided a lot of challenges for business owners, but everyone still needed marketing, but in a different way. So if you were a digital marketing strategist or a digital marketer that had an agency, you made more money during COVID because people needed to figure out how to get to people online. Uh, and But even marketing agency owners, um, and I, I mean, I still had my agency, I, you know, behavior changed dramatically. Even though more people are online, behavior changed. And so you have to identify what those behavior patterns are. And so there's a lot more learning that goes into it. So yeah, there, there were definitely challenges because you needed to uncover, you know, what once worked no longer works. So with anything in entrepreneurship, you just, there's a lot of unforeseen and you just got to go with the flow. So, you know, I think uh, what you just said, you know, how people actually changed a lot during COVID. And I think that's, you know, especially in terms of marketing, you know, I see like, you know, people, I mean, uh, I know people like, you know, nah, I mean, old people, especially, you know, they, they never wanted to get get a hang, hang of the phone or how, how things work. You know, they were like, it's too complicated. So I'm going to leave that way. And today, every old, old person, I mean, you know, everybody is like online. I mean, you need church, you need, you need, you, you get, you need YouTube. I mean, pretty much everything is online today. And, you know, and in one year, I mean, I, I mean, I see like, you know, how, you know, we got, we got like a, a decade worth of stuff just in one year i mean you know 2020 to 2039 this one decade is like you know i mean if it just like i felt like you know it just hit on us and just like in in just a matter of 10 months you know it was like crazy but i see like a lot of people have evolved in that as well you know the the strategic i mean a lot of people have evolved i mean uh not just in terms of like entrepreneurship but in terms of personality character 
people yeah. needed to find new new ways on how to work stuff out. You know, people started people started finding out different ways because they knew that you know it, you, you cannot stand like this for long. And I think that's like the most important part. You know, how you advance yourself. I mean, how you actually, you know, how how you just like you know leverage your surroundings, leverage your situations to to benefit, you know, benefit others and you. I think that's like the entrepreneur aspect everybody had, you know, not just just like the entrepreneurs, but the mindset became yeah. common in people all around the world. Everybody had to get out of their comfort zone. Definitely. And definitely. deal with it. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, and I, I want to go on to the final question. And, you know, and uh, it's going to be, I'm going to ch- share a small history about how Women's Day happened. Uh, it started around like, you know, uh, if, uh, in 1907 was March 8th. Uh, was like the first known the or, origin of this of uh, of International Women's Day. Earlier, it was actually National Women's Day, and you know, it actually that, uh, in 1907 that was like the 50th anniversary of the brutally repressed protests by New York City's female garment and textile workers. So it actually was a 50th anniversary to uh, to something that happened in 1857, which started as Women's Day, National Women's Day. And over the years, from 1907, now we are like 100 years after what happened that day. And, you know, almost all countries, then Russia took it up, then Australia, then the Europe, then India, like all the countries, you know, started adapting that, and, you know, made sure like, you know, and then the women voting rights came, then there was like Rosa Parks, you know, the the, the, the activist, and there was like Ruby Sparks, you know, that was like another, another activist, all these things were happening. A lot of activism came up yeah. and a lot of people stood up for women's freedom, which was actually, which is amazing. You know, people start, started standing up, especially, you know, in, in, in the Asian and African regions where, uh, where, uh, where they were still under colonial control of different other countries. And, you know, especially in India, if you actually see a lot of women actually stood up and to fight against this, and let's say Sarojini Naidu, or like there's, there's hundreds of women. I mean, you know, if I name one person, it's actually going to disrespect like the other because, and not just in India, but in South Africa, a lot of countries in the world, and it evolved in like in hundred years. It was like you know, it was just more like a more like a population explosion. It was like an explosion where people uh, more like more and more women actually stood up to what they want and to to fight for their society, to fight for their uh, 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 their friends, their families, and you know, and that and now we are actually at the peak of it. To be honest, you know, today we see there are a lot of people, a lot of women, and when we look at the statistics, there's a lot of difference that has come up. Now, how do you think that this, this difference uh, accounts to all this? And, you know, how do you think as a woman that you actually can, you know, you are able to uh, take this forward as well individually? It's women, very, very resilient um, human beings. And so I really think that, you know, women, they, they add so much value to diversity, diversity of thought. And that's really crucial, not just as a society, but as, you know, in the family and, you know, friendships and work. And so when women have that voice and they see other women being able to share their voice, it gives them the almost permission. Be like, oh, I can do this too. And I can add value too. And I can make my life better. I can make the the life of the people around me better. I can make society better. And so that is, it's a very powerful thing, you know, just seeing other women and other organizations just stand up for these rights. It gives, it, it, I think it makes the world a better place for sure. When you allow, um, you allow yourself to have a voice. 
And women, like I said, they're very resilient. They're, they're, they're very empathetic. So they try to take in, into account a lot of different viewpoints and then they share their viewpoints. And I think they also tend to lead more with their heart. Not that men don't, they absolutely do. Um, but because again, they're naturally caregivers, uh, you know, this is obviously a generalization, but they, they are. And so um, I think because of that, when you can lead with the heart, and you know, use your mind and use your voice. It's it's a really great thing. So, yeah, I think you know uh, what you meant to say is like every voice matters. You know, every and absolutely every voice every, matters for sure. Um, but but there wasn't an even playing field in the early twentieth century and before, right? And so as women started to to take the platform and use the platform, it just helped balance and equal out. You know the greatness of what humans can be, you know, and that's, that's really what it is. It's, it's not that one gender is better than the other. It's more of now there's a balance of it. Wow. I think that's like a lot of topics that we just hit off, you know, entrepreneurship, women, and, you know, women's freedom, women's equality rights, and all those things. But, you know, I think that it was just amazing what you just said, every word of it. And, you know, I think that is going to definitely empower different women around the world who actually hear this when it airs. And people would, and when they listen to this, I, I, I really feel like they're going to feel empowered because you just, you, you know, you, you really talk from their perspective, you know, it was like a totally, I mean, you know, and you know how, how it is, I mean, you know, uh, and, you know, I think it is going to inspire a lot of women and uh, I mean, not just women, I think it's also going to inspire a lot of men to start up, to go after their passion and, you know, not just stick to that nine to five job and you know, not just take their ideas, and their passions to the grave but to put it to use and then, you know, make something out of it, make the world a better place. So again, thanks so much for asking George for yeah, being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It, it's just it amazing. You know? Yeah, you just, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of things, you know, I think, you know, I think guys, you know, if you guys are listening to this, you know, thank, thank you so much for listening, first of all. And that was Yasmin George, where I could share some insights. If you actually listen to this one time, you know, I want you to go back, I want you guys to go back and listen to this again. And if you guys listen to this two times, then I want you to go and share it to someone who actually needs to hear this because there's a lot of insight and there's a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of information right down here in this like in this 30 minutes of this podcast. And I'm pretty sure that you guys are going to be inspired, you know, by her. And if you want, you can just go ahead and hit her up in Instagram, Facebook, you know, she, you know, she, she can give you a discount. You know, tell her like, you know, man, you, you just tell her you came from the podcast or so she's going to give you a discount. Um, <laughs> absolutely yeah so you know yes guys thank you so much for listening and once again thank you Yasmin George for being here with us yeah great thank you for having me yes and thank you guys for listening once again and all all you guys do do not forget to share this episode with uh, with your friend or your co-worker beat anybody just let's just share this episode and let's let's just impart some more wisdom and insights to other people as well and thank and once again thank you so much for listening do stay tuned as we will launch our next episode next week with a different person. So stay tuned till then. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Bellwether's podcast. If you loved this episode, do not forget to share and subscribe. Also, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.